Hey, so I'm coming to you guys live from beautiful New Hampshire. My plane ended up getting uh, getting delayed, and so because of it getting delayed, I was gonna miss my connecting flight. So now I'm here giving a video to you guys because uh, I haven't done one in probably over two weeks, and so I feel like I owe it to you guys to make a video. And more so than that is that I'm in New Hampshire right now, only about 40 miles away from where Ghislaine Maxwell was just, uh, you know, wrapped up by the feds. So I am staying at my buddy's place uh, from college that lives in this beautiful 18th century home. And uh, yeah, so just got here and found out I get to stay here for a little bit longer because uh, my flight got delayed. So let's, yeah, we see the, the river in the background. But yeah, over the past, uh, you know, two weeks, I was originally in, you know, flew from Phoenix to Syracuse, New York. And then as soon as I leave for there to go to New York, Arizona Institute of Mass Policy, then I ended up leaving upstate New York to go to Massachusetts. And then as soon as I get to Massachusetts, then we see uh, New York decided that, you know, uh, you know, Arizona and like, I think eight other states, you'd have to go underneath a 14 day quarantine flying in there, which actually I guess I've been here for longer than 14 days now. But yeah, so I missed that by uh, just one day. Then I went up to Porkfest, which was a big, uh, it's the Porcupine Freedom Festival up in New Hampshire about two hours away from here and that was awesome i mean i'd always heard about it and it's one of those events where everyone always asks you you know if you're in this space you know have you been to pork fest and i'd always have to have like my tail between my legs and say well you know no i haven't been to pork fest and so now it's it's really great that i can finally say i've been and i would definitely go again and uh yeah i mean basically it's just a libertarian camping in the woods uh, and you get this whole what they call agora valley where you get all these different vendors who are you know selling food and different uh you know basically a lot of things uh and you can buy them buy you know pretty much anything with bitcoin or with different cryptocurrencies and you know really you know really a cool vibe and i would definitely yeah, go back again and plan to go back next year now later on this month uh, actually technically i think it's august 1st there is the jackalope freedom festival which is not organized at all show up in the woods in northern arizona and you know hopefully because of everything that's going on maybe you'll get you know a few hundred people there potentially but it's again it's just uh, loosely or pretty much not, not organized doesn't cost anything and so i've never been to that i am planning on going there so if you guys are going there you know it'd be nice to see you guys up there i'm not really sure the exact days i'll be there but uh anyways yeah if it's anything like pork fest it'll be a great time had by all and, and it was just great just to be surrounded by so many you know awesome people doing cool things uh, you know and be away from all the you know sheeple for a little bit is just uh, you know it's very refreshing I mean I don't really hang out with any sheeple anyway so but you know it is nice just being around you know a bunch of other people who you know think like you and sort of you know sort of like an anarchapoco in the woods except uh, you know it's a lot less or it's more mainly more people kind of just hanging out camping than uh, then you know so for those of you who've been to anarchapoco i wouldn't you know from the the type of people who are there it's, it's that type of crowd you know my crowd our crowd but uh but yeah just real relaxed vibe no no drama which uh you know these days you know being able to be in an environment with no drama uh is very very nice because as you guys may have seen that there was drama at anarchapoco uh, this year and who even knows if it's even going to be going on um, and that's not even just saying that because of coronavirus you know there's other other things and you know I've heard some scuttlebutt you know there'll probably be something that goes on but it's probably not going to be like in years past it's probably going to be more uh, loosely organized you know maybe maybe kind of you know following the footsteps of something like a something like a pork fest but you know now I want to do 
kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about Ghislaine Maxwell. So for those who so for those of you who don't know, she was Epstein's madam. Uh, if you don't know who Epstein is, then you're probably not even watching this anymore. But uh, anyway, so Epstein was a big, big time spy running in this honey trap operation where he would get you know compromising video and photos of high ranking. Uh, basically just high-ranking people, influential people, including, you know, people like Prince Andrew and, you know, Bill Gates went to go visit him. Not not saying that they've got, you know, dirt on Bill Gates, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that they undoubtedly do have dirt on. And, you know, also Epstein was the guy who, you know, uh, basically helped spearhead the Clinton Foundation, uh, which I actually made a meme about that in 2016. So I am an OG in the Epstein uh, meme department. So, you know, it is, how come there's no one rioting over that? I mean, it's just so ridiculous, you know, what people will get worked up over and what they won't get worked, well, what they won't get worked up over. But his right-hand woman was Ghislaine Maxwell. She was the daughter of Robert Maxwell. Robert Maxwell, uh, I don't know if he was either a double agent or triple agent, but I believe he was born, and all this is with no notes, just off the top of my head, like usual. But I believe he was a was born in England and was also a double agent where he was working for the Israelis at the time. And upon his death, when he also died under super mysterious circumstances, where, you know, lo and behold, I think he was standing on his yacht and then he was pushed off the yacht or fell off the yacht, you know, while he was naked. And, uh, you know, a dead man tells no lies. So then they didn't have to worry about uh, Robert Maxwell. But when he died, I think there was like five former prime ministers at his uh, at his funeral, and I believe it was Ehud Barak said something to the effect of, "Oh, I almost fell down. That would have been funny." But uh, said something to the effect of, uh, "You know, this man has done more for this country than I'm even allowed to say." But you know, just know that you know this is a big patriot that you know has done more for Israel than you know basically that you know they're even able to you know express because a lot of what he was doing was covert stuff that obviously you can't you know in a eulogy talk about him being a double triple agent for the Israelis and then now you've got his daughter who is running a this is you know my speculation I mean do I you know do I know he was an Israeli spy no but you know allegedly from things that I heard and then you've got his daughter Ghislaine Maxwell who was Epstein's right-hand woman who was then procuring the girls for Epstein or just there's like the woman figure to you know if, if you're trying to you know bring on you know hot 16 to 22 year old girls but you're probably gonna it makes it a lot easier if you have another woman there who's like oh yeah come over here and uh you know jeffrey's just a great guy and then you know helps build the rapport and build the trust and that's how they're able to get these uh you know these young girls i should yeah i shouldn't even say women I shouldn't even say six yeah these, these young girls uh how they're able to you know trick them you know from becoming you know masseuses to then eventually you know doing the things that they were you know basically you know either tricked or coerced or, <clears throat> or, or allegedly forced into doing and uh i mean yeah i mean epstein is just you know top level scumbag connected with all these other top level scumbags and his whole deal was okay well you know you get dirt on these politicians and then you own the politicians um and so my speculation is that he was you know probably working for the israelis and for uh, the Americans, which, you know, at the top, if you go up the top of the pyramid, you know, and this is not like an some anti-Jew type thing, because guess what, you know, the people, you know, I grew up Catholic and I've renounced the Catholic church. It doesn't mean that I, you know, hate my grandparents or hate my parents or my dad, you know, who's still a practicing 
Catholics because, you know, I think that, you know, the top of Catholicism, I mean, I actually would put Catholicism even higher up the pyramid than, uh, than you know, Judaism. And I think that basically the Catholic Church has been basically, you know, essentially captured by, uh, you know, if you want to call it the devil, yes, or, you know, we'll call it the devil. So, you know, I'm sure, and that's not to say Catholics are bad, but, you know, if you were uh, working for up to some bad stuff, I mean, what would you want to take over? You'd want to have, uh, you'd probably want to take over the church. You'd probably want to infiltrate it. I think that this, you know, Pope Francis is sort of, uh, you know, just a bad, bad dude, I guess. But, you know, I didn't want to get into all this, all this other stuff, but it's just to show that, you know, just because I'm mentioning Israelis does not mean that I'm saying all Jews are bad. And just because I, you know, blasting Catholics doesn't mean I hate Catholic when I grew up Catholic. But then I realized that it was full of hypocrisy and realized that, uh, you know, it's not something that I really wanted to be a part of. But, you know, getting back to the original subject, so you've got Giselle Maxwell, who was picked up about 40 miles away from here. I think previous to that, she was in France, where she was. I think she was born in France, and France has a no extradition for their own citizens. Uh, so sort of shocked, maybe she just thought she was, you know, way above the law. And so she was brazen enough to come back to, uh, come back to New Hampshire. Pre prior to that, I believe she was hanging out some different uh, super yachts. But, you know, she doesn't care. I mean, she thought that she was, you know, invincible. And now I believe they're putting her in the MCC Correctional Facility down in, uh, down in Manhattan, where Epstein famously, uh, you know, didn't kill himself. And, you know, who knows? I mean, I think the betting lines of her making it to trial would probably be slim to none. Uh, or they, or it's some sort of cover-up to try to exonerate Epstein. I mean, who, who, who really knows, you know, the 4D chess and what's going on? But, you know, it is nice to see, you know, I guess something going on. I mean, they, you know, hit us with all this tyranny uh, and they, you know, throw us a few breadcrumbs. But, you know, if one of those breadcrumbs is getting uh, Giselle Maxlane, or whatever the hell her name is, I think they just refer to her jizz, but yeah, they, they end up getting her, you know, all rolled up into this and she ends up spending the rest of her life in jail. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I really am not holding out hope on that. I mean, I really think that that's, you know, and, you know, for me, it's at this moment, it's trying to be self-reliant, trying to take care of yourself, take care of your family. Uh, you know, at this rate, you know, we're so far down the rabbit hole that I've got, you know, basically zero hope of you know things getting better zero hope of doing it through the election system of oh we just you know vote a little harder and make sure trump gets in there and you know trump has done you know basically everything that i feared uh you know some somebody like bernie sanders would do and uh you know we're just in a bad spot very first podcast I ever made you know we've talked about what one potential outcome would be and that's pretty much the potential outcome the outcome that we're in right now where you know republicans are going to get blamed for you know a lot of the stuff that's going on and of course they're going to get blamed anyways but now we've you know had the fed double their balance sheet where you know took the country from the inception of the country i mean technically 1913 but from 1913 to 2008 to get an 800 billion dollar balance sheet then it took from 2008 to 2014 to get about a 4.2 balance sheet went down to 3.6 they said it was gonna go down to zero i was calling them that they were full of shit the entire time and actually got in trouble for saying that in 2011 when one of my emails was uh you know intercepted through uh our, my compliance department and you know i was saying back then i mean the rates can never go up yeah they can go up but it's just gonna you know pop the bubble and they're gonna have to go back down boom exactly what happened i mean just nailed it but you know a lot of you probably knew that i mean it's not you know rocket science when you're when you know how this stuff works um <sighs> yeah, it's just so frustrating because, you know, I don't pay attention to football and I don't pay attention to a lot of these other... Now, I play a lot of different sports, but I, I don't, 
you know, I feel like most of these sports have just turned into, you know, a bunch of male soap operas to help, you know, condition the men to, you know, they're, you know, the average person is stuck in a rat race. They don't have time to figure out how the world works. They don't have time to understand how the Federal Reserve works. They don't have time to reverse engineer the plans of these bad people. But, you know, I'm a guy that, you know, I do have some time. So I've you know, spent a lot of time reverse engineering this stuff. And so, like, you know, probably not people watching this. But actually, you know, some of you watching it, not to say it's bad to watch football, but, you know, you can see people lining up on the field and then, you know, know how to counteract a play or you might know what play is coming. Uh, you know, I couldn't tell you anything about that. But, you know, I can tell you how these people work. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I was absolutely dead on in my initial assessment where, I said, listen, if Trump does a thousand things, let's say there's a thousand things I want him to do, and he Fs up on the Federal Reserve, I don't care about the other 999 things. And unfortunately, you know, we're in the spot now where instead of taking the hard medicine, instead of saying that this was a big, fat, ugly bubble, and, you know, ripping the Band-Aid off in 2016, or better yet, would have been, you know, 2012 with Ron Paul, or better yet, 2008 with Ron Paul, or even better, maybe 1988 with Ron Paul, but nope, we couldn't do any of that. So. Uh, so Trump wanted to keep this bubble going, keep doing political things with, I mean, in 2016, Trump said that Janet Yellen was doing political things, that's the former Federal Reserve chairwoman, to help Obama out and that we need to be raising rates. And then he gets in there and starts criticizing Jerome Powell, the current Fed chair, for not doing the same stuff that he was criticizing uh, Obama overdoing. So, you know, I'm not the one that changed. Trump's the one that changed. And unfortunately, uh, you know, and I said this on the first podcast, the first week he was elected, that, you know, he's in a rock and a hard place. You know, either way, uh, you know, he's going to get blamed. And so he might as well come out and just tell people the truth and use the bully pulpit to turn things around. And that the worst thing he could do was to have the stock market. And again, this is everything I was saying in 2016. I'm not Monday morning quarterbacking any of this. So go back fact check me and I don't know why I'm yelling you guys are you know people who are watching me so thank you for watching me if you're not subscribed uh, to the podcast feed we've had a lot of uh, you know podcast exclusives that have been out so if you're watching this on YouTube make sure to uh, you know find us at if you go to the libertyadvisorshow.com you'll be able to find different places or go to your favorite podcast streaming app and you'll be able to find you know uh, different things we've got going on but yeah we do have a lot of podcast exclusives I'm probably not gonna be on YouTube forever uh, everything is backed up on library TV as well I still unfortunately I have so I've got a library TV account that I made the Liberty Advisor but then I'm imported all my videos but the two are not linked up so they will be linked up so right now unfortunately there's only like one video there it's a Dr. Judy Mikovits interview but yes if you want to see the interview that uh, I originally did with Luke Radowski that he then didn't want to air and then they probably would have not let me air it on YouTube anyways. Uh, that is a library.tv exclusive, and then eventually those two, everything on YouTube will be backed up to uh, to that Liberty Advisor account over there. Just I, uh, it, all the videos are on library, it's just not underneath the right title. And so, you know, if you subscribe to the Liberty Advisor that has that Judy Mikovits interview, you'll end up, uh, you know, eventually getting all the, all the stuff that's up there. I'm not using BitChute because it takes forever to upload over there. And, you know, I even pay them like 15 bucks a month to support them. I like what they're doing, but, you know, I don't have the time to, you know, babysit everything that's going on over there in, uh, in, in that world. But yeah, getting back to Trump. Yeah, it's great that he's, you know, resting the pedophiles and great that they're doing all these different things. But at the end of the day, we have an election system where, you know, assuming elections mattered, which, you know, I don't really think they matter, but, you know, assuming, uh, assuming the elections do matter, uh, you know, how do we even know the votes are counted? Uh, you know, how do we know that they're counted right? You've got people like 
uh, what's we're trying to think of her name right now, Bev Harris of Hacking Democracy, who you know is a liberal who even said something to the effect, oh she she discovered that they were using something called fraction magic where they can take like 51% of your vote and have it go here and 49 to go there, so then make sure that all the numbers end up uh, coming out correctly. They can have you know simple retail voting fraud where they have you know people you know and dead you know dead bodies going voting, people voting multiple times, stuffing ballots with. Uh, mail-in ballots and, and you know that's all shit that could have been fixed I mean Colin Cantrell is basically art you know of the you know a video we did you know recently uh, has already you know basically you know invented different things through the blockchain that could fix it like that but they don't want to fix it because you know who's ever in power wants to you know rig it for their own favor and so you know with Trump you know we're not yeah I'm glad that you know it's pretty funny a lot of the stuff that's going on and a lot of the things he says and how he goes after the media and I really like all that and I think he has done a lot of good things. Um, I'm not just some Trump derangement syndrome person over here, but you know he's also had the Federal Reserve balance sheet go from 3.6 trillion to now I don't even know where it's at now, like 7.4, uh, might may, may even be higher than that. You know, probably on its way to 10. You know, by you know, I'd say at the low ball scenario, 10 by this time next year. Uh, who knows? Might be 10 by the end of the year. Uh, probably, actually, if I was a betting man, I probably would bet it would be right around 10 before the end of the year. So, you know, we've been checkmated. We're in a very bad spot right now. And because we didn't want to take that hard medicine and deal with the problems in 2016, and again, I mean, Obama had eight years to deal with it and blew up a giant bubble, and I'm not uh, saying he's innocent in any of this because everyone knows that I cannot stand Obama. But, you know, Trump, you know, running everything, the, the Republicans squandered the first two years in office, got jack fucking shit done. I know if you're mad at me for saying jack fucking shit, you should be mad at the Republicans who did jack fucking shit instead of being mad at me. Because And you, you should also be thankful that I was giving him basically the fucking blueprint for what he needed to do uh, and telling him that he shouldn't have guys like, I'm not, obviously not telling him, but you know, the day he picked uh, Jerome Powell, I probably had a 50 F-bomb laced tirade of how mad I was when he did that because I knew he picked a globalist, I knew he picked a terrible guy, and he's even come out and said that that was one of the worst decisions he's ever made. Then he picked Gary Cohn, Mr. Carbon Tax, to be his economic advisor, who was a big-time Hillary donor. You know what? I didn't work my fucking ass off so to have you know Mr. Carbon Tax Gary Cohn be the chief economic advisor. Okay, now he's got Larry Kudlow. Well, guess what? Larry Kudlow is just a, a yes little bitch man who does whatever you know his boss is going to tell him to do because whenever a Republican gets in there, he decides to just lay down and just do whatever his bosses tell him to do. And I was watching Larry Kudlow at 14 years old on CNBC coming home from my grandparents' house, watching it in my grandparents' basement. So, I mean, how many other people out there were watching Larry Kudlow at 14 years old? So, you know, I've been following this guy for a very, very long time. Uh, you know, I don't hate him, but, you know, just, you know, what, where I'm getting at is I've watched that, that dude for, like, and it, and when I first got on Facebook, because I'm weird, in 2004, it listed what TV show you like, and the very first one I put down was the Kudlow Report. So, for anyone that wants to say I'm just some Larry Kudlow hater, no, I actually really like the guy. The problem is, uh, you know, basically, you know, Trump put him in there to then silence one of his critics, and that's exactly what he did, because Larry Kudlow doesn't have the brass huevos to actually do what's needed, and all they wanted to do is expand their bubble, keep things going, say how great the economy is, and to that way they get another four years to maybe do the real shit that they should have done the first four years, but they didn't because they're all a bunch of fucking pussies. You know, I'm even mad that I'm even saying this stuff right now, and I shouldn't be letting my anger get out at this stuff, but just it's, just, it's only just because I knew what the game plan was, I knew where things were going, and all my worst fears 
have come out now where the balance sheet has doubled, the Federal Reserve has gotten more powerful than ever, and now guess what? The Democrats are going to win everything. Getting back to the voting, why they're going to win everything is all that matters is a few counties in a few states. A few counties in a few states is what will decide the election. And then I know that as soon as Trump loses, everyone, all the Q-tards are going to say something like, oh, well, you know, he would have would, won if it wasn't rigged. Yeah, no fucking shit. That's what I've been saying the entire time. Because guess what? I mean, if they can rig it, they will rig it. But they didn't rig it as much as they could have in 2016 because they knew or they thought that Hillary had a 98% chance of winning. So if you have a 98% chance of winning and you're part of the deep state, are you going to you know, risk a felony to have dead people vote, risk felonies to start busing people around to vote multiple times, stuffing ballots, going into the machines, changing the votes, using the fraction magic software to change them at the source, doing all this other bullshit. I mean, all they need to do now is focus on a few counties in a few states. That's all they have to do. Oh, man, this stuff gets me worked up, but it gets me worked up because I knew that, you know, I worked my ass off to help Trump get elected and now we're in a spot where we're no better off. We're actually much, much worse off. And actually I do, it's actually funny, Colin just uh, sent me a message. He must have knew that I was channeling him. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, and, you know, I do apologize for the language, but, you know, we're at the, you know, if you're worried about my language right now and not worried about this whole country going to hell in a handbasket, then at this point, you know, I'm qualifying you, not the other way around. It just really pisses me off to know that I've poured my heart into, you know, trying to save whatever the hell is going on right now. But at this point, you know, it's too late to save it. There's no, you know, voting for Donald Trump in, uh, in 2020. Not going to fucking matter. Not going to matter at all. Maybe it might even be good because everything's going to collapse underneath Biden. And then maybe the Democrats will get the blame and there might be some way for the Republicans, which, you know, they're going to probably throw up some sort of neocon. And, and you know, a lot of the same people that were criticizing me in, you know, for, for Mitt Romney. I mean, yeah, I was calling Mitt Romney a globalist back in 2011 before people were even using that term. Boom, vindicated on that one. Calling, uh, you know, refused to vote for John McCain. Boom, you know, pretty fucking vindicated on that one. Uh, and you just go down the line of like all these different neocons that people just keep, keep getting fooled over, fooled over, and people just love being fooled. And guess what? I'm the guy who, you know, you know, have I been fooled before? Yeah. And I think I was initially fooled by voting for John McCain in 2008. Uh, I was going to a liberal arts school in New York, uh, probably the most liberal school in New York or right there up with him, which, you know, very shocking to see. But, you know, when you're in the belly of the beast, you know, sometimes you get to know this stuff even more uh, intricately. And so I just knew Obama was a complete joke. But, you know, there were some things I did like about him. I thought, you know, maybe we're pulling the troops out. And again, you know, I was 21 years old or maybe maybe it's 22. Uh, I think, I don't know, it's 21 or 20, you know, I think I was 21, yeah, just about, yeah, I was 21 years old, and, um, you know, I was like, oh, maybe he'll, you know, legalize marijuana, oh, instead, you know, they devote more resources to going after medical marijuana than even George Bush did, and, oh, they start running guns to Mexico under Fast and Furious, and, you know, just tons and tons of other stuff, I don't need to rehash all this stuff now, but anyways, Giselle Maxlin, she got rolled up, Epstein's right-hand woman, 40 miles away from me. If uh, you know, I got the news a little bit earlier when I was driving over here to my buddy's place, I probably would have stopped over. But uh, anyways, I haven't seen my friend in a, in a long, actually we saw him, last time I saw him was at a, a funeral, unfortunately. So, uh, you know, give a, a shout out to Mark Callanan, who's no longer with us. Uh, you know, just an awesome, awesome dude. Probably one of the most uh, memorable people I've ever met in my entire life. And uh, yeah, so give a, you know, remembrance to Mark, because that was the last time that we, uh, Brad and I ended up seeing each other. But uh, actually, returning from that flight in October 2016, I was wearing a Hillary for Prison shirt, which, uh, 
you know, oddly enough, no one DC, DC really called me out on it because I think they thought it was a pro Hillary shirt. Uh, but anyways, yeah, at this point I'm just sort of rambling, but yeah, I'll be probably getting back to doing videos on the regular here uh, once I make it back to Phoenix, which hopefully should be tomorrow. It was supposed to be today, but uh, yeah, got the trip delayed another day. So, you know, is what it is. That's not, uh, you know, not the worst place in the world to be. And want to, you know, thank everyone who has, uh, you know, has treated me so kindly over the past, you know, two weeks. Uh, you know, going, doing a whole bunch of cool things, whether it's side-by-sides or jet skis or kayak rides or, uh, you know, just, you know, giving me rides when we're camping, even though I had a car or, you know, all, you know, pontoon boat rides. It's just tons of cool stuff. Uh, well, obviously, you know, I'm buried in the news. So, you know, even though I'm on vacation, you know, I'm an absolute news hound. My, literally my favorite thing to do is go read, you know, like Zero Hedge and then chase different rabbit trails from there is just what I like doing. So that's why, I'm, and I do have a pretty good memory where uh, that's why, you know, I'm able to do this with, with no notes. And that's why when I was doing Change the News with Luke, I was, you know, basically waking up, you know, looking at a couple articles, basically doing note research and just going off the top of my head because I do so much research every day for fun that, uh, you know, it's just what I like doing. And uh, yeah, but anyways, you know, make sure you guys subscribe in other places. Uh, you know, don't just rely on us being on YouTube. And, uh, you know, we have a text opt-in list, so text Liberty Advisor, one word, Liberty Advisor, no, no the, this time, to 71441. You'll get uh, my ebook and probably some other goodies in there as well. I think I've sent out like two messages in the last year, so it's not to spam you, it's to have an emergency backup. But anyways, Tempicho, the Liberty Advisor, coming live to you from New Hampshire. I guess I'm not live, I tried going live and then the signal cut out. But anyways, I was live. But uh, anyways, no, I appreciate it and you know, for all the support, you know, it's been awesome. Uh, you know, even though, you know, not like, I guess like a ton of people are watching on my channel, you know, it is, it is nice, you know, to see, you know, you know, a few hundred people here, then, you know, a few hundred people on the podcast. And, you know, at one point in April, we hit uh, in the top 250 for investing podcasts and iTunes. So, you know, one of the ways you could help if you want to share this with, you know, two or three of your friends and say, hey, listen, here's a dude that, you know, predicted a whole bunch of different geopolitical stuff predicted a whole bunch of stuff when it comes to Bitcoin, a whole bunch of different stuff when it comes to the financial markets. And, you know, you know, you know, I'm definitely underneath the radar, you know, when it comes to, you know, different investment people who are out there, but not to sound cocky. Uh, I know that my track record is about, you know, batting about a 98% on all this stuff. And, you know, the one thing I, you know, I will say the big thing I got wrong is I did not see Joe Biden winning the primary, even in February. But then again, none of you saw that either. Or probably hardly anybody saw it. I'm sure there's a few people that saw it or claimed to see it but i didn't i didn't i didn't see that one so i'll take an l on that one uh, but i do believe that i will probably be the first person who will both predict that trump was going to win in late 2015 once you know i knew rand had no chance at that point so we're talking december 2015 i definitively said i you know i think donald trump has a very very good shot at winning you guys should not underestimate this guy he's got the exact playbook for what it takes to beat you know hillary clinton and uh you know don't sleep on him i mean i i mean i wasn't saying you know i guarantee it or anything because i thought the deep state might you know pull some tricks uh and then you know 40 days into his election i uh predicted that he was going to lose and not because i wanted him to lose not even because i mean yeah i was mad at him for bombing syria but uh you know i had reasons for why i thought he was going to lose which are in podcast form at the time if you guys go back to listen to any of those 
And I, what I'm getting at is I think I'll be the first person to both predict he was going to win and then predict he was going to lose. Uh, not that I'm happy about that. It's just I you know, was able to read uh, the tea leaves and when I would get attacked by Trump supporters for, you know, having the deck go up and they're just like, oh, you're just an effing libtard. And, you know, it's, and it's really it's Trump's most rabid supporters, which I know I used to be one of them. Um, I think they're really, you know, are to blame big time because when they go and attack people like me for pointing out, you know, little criticisms, then it just, you know, sort of turns me off. And you know what? I'm sitting this one out. Uh, I'm going to probably sitting all of the rest of them out unless, you know, some hardcore, uh, you know, voluntarist or, you know, somebody's running or somebody like a Vermin Supreme or maybe a Jacob Hornberger. But neither one of them are in. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to vote, you know, maybe go vote for Joe Jorgensen. Uh, the Libertarian Party, I mean, she doesn't really excite me. I mean, hey, let's cut government 5% here and 5% there. You know, we're way past that. We're way past 5% here or there, way past all this dilly-dallying around. And uh, at this point, you know, just take care of yourself, take care of your family, get your health right, do things to boost your immune system, try to get, you know, storable food, try to, you know, I'm not even selling any of this stuff. It's just, <clears throat> you know, probably have a firearm, you know, probably makes sense and learn how to use the firearm, you know, basics. And then, uh, you know, that's what people should be focused on now because eventually I think things will be, be good, but, you know, you've got to go through, you know, tough, what is it? Prosperity makes men, makes, uh, adversity makes men, prosperity makes monsters. I've gone through a lot of adversity in my life. You know, people don't even know, you know, 5% of the story of, you know, the things I had to deal with when I was growing up that has made me, you know, the man I am today. Uh, but, you know, you get a lot of these, you know, Antifa trust fund babies who, never had to do anything in their lives and making over a hundred thousand dollars a year uh you know from their from their parents or something and you know a lot of these guys you know they're a bunch of pussies they're not uh you know i mean i think they're going to somehow take down you know people like in the military and you know former uh you know i guess you know the patriot type crowd you know they've got it's, it's just going to be bad you know i don't want to fight i'm not you know no one should be out there i'm not calling it for anyone to go out and fight because i'm trying to fight from an information perspective because you know what i've put it a lot on the line to get information out but you're not going to find me you know in some civil war i'm going to let everybody else go fight while i you know go in the woods with my kids or something uh, and you know what and if you are too afraid to say something now you're too afraid to speak up about this too afraid to you know have your thoughts be well known guess what you're going to be too fucking afraid to go take a gun and start getting into a civil war too so i don't want to see all these people that you know are in their hold up in their bunkers and they're going to have some big armory and they're going to be ready for some big fight because guess what you know if you're not fighting now you're not going to fight later on so you know i don't want to hear it and i'm doing my damn my damn hardest right now to fight now so that way we don't have to fight you know through my information not 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 physically fighting because you know it's not like and i don't even know who the fight would even be between you know the mask versus no mask uh, i don't know i mean every day there's more and more mask people so uh I don't know. It's just it's a bad situation, but at least we got Giselle Max Lane. You know, at least there's some small glimmer of something going on. But anyways, really appreciate you guys. We're definitely rambling now. And uh, yeah, I'll be back with more videos when I make it back to Phoenix. Take care, guys.